Shane J. And as always, thank you guys so much for joining us today on our last October episode, which yeah. is kind of nuts. Yeah, what a ride it's been. Yeah, I feel like this month like went by exceptionally fast. It yeah, it really did. Like outside of being busy too, it's just like I don't know. I feel like the Halloween spirit just kind of just pushed us through this month like i can't believe it's almost <laughs> over yeah i mean it's one of those things it's like of course the month that you're like looking the most forward to just flies just flies by, by and the rest of the months have been just snail speed dragging october the was disrespect. like it's it's october 1st and then i was like dope i went to sleep and it's like it's halloween Congrats. <laughs> like i'm like excuse me <laughs> um i need you to chill out just a little bit <laughs> But um, since it is our last October episode, we're we decided we wanted to just kick back, um, drink a little bit of the alcohol, mm-hmm. as they call it at bars, and <laughs> at bars at the bars, and we're gonna have a little talk about um, haunted places in each of our respective states that we live in. This is true. I mean, and it's very on, like, on brand with all the, like, Hill House and Blind Manor stuff we've been doing this mm-hmm. month, too. I think it's, like, a nice capstone to everything. Yeah, I agree. I know I was thinking about that, and I was like, ooh, we did we did something a little fun on accident. Because I feel like <laughs> we just thought of this, but I was like, oh, it works out. Because it's our final episode of Blind Manor is also coming out today. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it kind of works itself out. But... I'm excited to talk about some haunted places today and get a little spooky in real life Ooh with la the la. homies. Ooh la la. Um, what are you drinking, Roshane? Uh, I'm currently drinking a little uh, Rosso of the Stella variety. Ooh. Give a little um, bit of a wine ASMR real quick. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Let's see if I can get this. Oh snap. Oh my god, that gave me chills. There it is. There it is. That gave me wine chills. Wait, let me do here, let me do a little ASMR for you guys as well. Oof. Oof. Oh. Oh, we're in there. Big oof. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We out here. (laughs) Uh should we should we cheers for the Halloween spirit? We shall. Let's Let's give a little cheers. All right. Cheers to uh, happy spooks and haunted outings for everyone. Yay. Oh, by mm. the way, mm-hmm. I'm drinking Original Sin Black Widow Cider, Oof. which is blackberries and New York apples, and it's delicious. Delicious. Dude, if you haven't honestly tried the Stella Black, so they had like a... This is like my kind of go-to wine. I like to call it like baby's first red wine because it's like a very sweet red. Right. Um, but they had like <laughs> That's a- actually what I need. That's like exactly <laughs> what I need. I am like an, a newborn child when it comes to wines. 
Um, but when I was going for drinks, like I saw that they had like a Halloween version of it. Like it's essentially the same wine, but they put some like nice little <laughs> Halloween decorations on they it. They threw like, like a skeleton on the bottle. Mm-hmm, basically. <laughs> but I was still oh. like, I'm down. <laughs> I will drink. I will drink this Halloween wine. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's how I am. Like throw a pumpkin on any liquor. Sold as as soon as instantly. I- yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'll buy this. <laughs> oh, what is it? How much is it? That's fine. It has a pumpkin on it. So <laughs> special edition. And then it's the exact same liquor mm-hmm. that is always there. I'm like, oh, well. But it's festive now. Yeah, I felt festive in the moment. And isn't that really all that matters? It is. It is. It is. But as always, guys, um, as I've been doing in all of our October episodes, sharing the love spreading um good halloween vibes to other podcasts that i have been loving lately and i've got a couple uh were quite a few of them today um that i'm going to end this out with but also there are podcasts that i didn't get to mention there are still so many podcasts that i'm like planning on listening to but i haven't gotten there quite yet Because one of the things about starting our podcast is I discovered so many that I probably wouldn't have had Mm -hmm. we not been doing this. It's Um, true. There's a lot and they're amazing and a lot of them have quite a lot of episodes. So it's going to take me a minute to get to all the podcasts that I want to listen to. So this is probably something that we'll continue to do is just shouting out, you know, other creators that we love. Um, But I'm glad that we got started doing it this month. It just felt right. Yeah. And then we'll have enough content for people to listen to, like between all of the horror podcasts that will just Mm -hmm. lead you all the way back to next October. Like you'll have a year's worth of content. Don't worry. That's true. That is very true. So uh, on that note, I'm coming at you again with uh, some podcasts that I've been loving. So um, I've rope, I put them into a couple different categories. Okay. Um, so some of my favorite horror podcasts that have siblings as the hosts. Mm-hmm. Um, first, I have Creeping It in the Family, which is very clever. It's like such a good name (laughs) but um it is a brother and sister who just love horror movies and they really break down the movies they have some really good discussions i love that they kind of have differing opinions about each of the movies so they get into some good debates back and forth they're a really great podcast um also the terror twins obviously these names they are twins i know all of these names I'm like, all right, witty. (laughs) All right, puns. I get you. I see you. And I appreciate it. Um, Also, the Terror Twins, their, like, cover logo is really awesome. It's really funny. It's, like, them as the twins from The Shining, and they're, like, wearing the dresses. Oh, that's great. Two men that have beards. Yeah, it's great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The Terror Twins are really funny. They're just really big fans of the horror genre. They cover a couple different movies in like each of their episodes. So you get a good array of movies that I've never heard of. They always throw out something that I've never even heard of. And I'm like, great, now I need to check that out. 
which is awesome. But they're really funny, um, so check them out as well. And then next, I have a category of podcasts that have like awesome banter in that always make me laugh. Um, and that is going to be Porcelain Peak. Uh, oh, yeah, they, I love them. <laughs> yeah, they're great. They have a ton of episodes. Like, if you're looking for someone to binge, like, I'm not trying to move off of this couch for a week. <laughs> like, pop them in and just relax. Um, yeah, they've been doing it for a while. All of their episodes are awesome. They have, like, a couple different segments. They do, um, like, news, horror news. They do trivia with each other, which is always really fun because you can, like, play along. Um, and then they go into a movie and they review movies. They have great chemistry, awesome banter, super funny. Um, and then another podcast that I actually just discovered, like, honestly, about a, about a week ago. week ago. Um, <laughs> it's The Final Boys. And, yeah, they're just also really funny, great chemistry, really awesome banter. They have great discussions. And they also talk about, like, all kinds of movies, movies that I've never even heard of. And they actually just had an episode about Haunt, which is a movie that's on Shudder, and they made me want to watch it, and I did, and it was awesome. Like, oh, okay, I have to check If you that haven't seen out. Haunt yet, yeah, you, you should. I honestly think you would really, really like it. It's really good. On the and list actually, it goes. Yeah, I'm like, go ahead and add it to the list of, I'm sure, 3,000 other movies that <laughs> <laughs> you have. <laughs> um, and then last, but certainly not least, is uh brother ghoulish's tomb he uh he has a podcast that he does actually he's the only host the main host um sometimes he has guests on but usually it's just him i have to give him his props for doing a solo podcast yeah um, that's a lot of work that's all that's that a ton is, of work that is a lot of work and solo podcasts can be hard to keep people totally invested and interested and just you you know you have to have the confidence to be like i'm interesting enough that people are going to want to listen to just me and mm -hmm. he is he's like very well researched very informative everything that he talks about is interesting to look at he goes into really deep dives and discussions about different movies different tv shows i know he just did a reaction to the craft trailer so oh and he also does he also reads um, his original stories. So he's super talented, very interesting. Definitely check him out because, like, it's just, it's definitely, like, worth a listen. Please go check him out. And this is just a special mention. Um, this isn't a podcast, but I just wanted to shout out Bobby Torres. He's um, a really nice guy. He's been very supportive, and he also has a YouTube channel. Um, he toss, he like reviews horror movies, TV shows, discusses them on there. He just did like a bunch of Lovecraft Country episode breakdowns. Um, oh, that's super yeah, cool. Yeah, go check him out. Go watch his videos. Go subscribe because, yeah, I just love watching his videos. They make me really happy, so... Go say hello to him and show him the the homies love. Out there in support, like every every little click and heart. 
definitely helps. So it's mm-hmm. good. It's good to spread the wealth. It is good to spread the wealth, and and I think the great thing about horror um, is that you know you can listen to a podcast. It, you know, multiple podcasts can do the exact same movie, but they're all always going to have something totally different to say about it. Like I can watch or I can listen to somebody talk about like, I don't know, the Saw movie 75 different times because they all have like something fresh and new to say about it. It's still mm-hmm. interesting. And I think that that's awesome. Like I love listening to people talk about the same movie um, and just seeing like their different thoughts on it. I don't know. I love it. Yeah, you get different perspectives from different people. Like, it's super cool Mm -hmm. to hear everyone's thoughts on, like, a similar topic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. But also, um, give us likes and hearts and um, review us as well. So, thank you. Yeah, spread the wealth here, too. (laughs) (laughs) But also, throw a little bit of the wealth here as well. (laughs) All right, but now that we have finished up with our October shout-outs, shall we get into the the truly spooky stuff? Yes, let's talk haunted places. Yes. Okay, so we're going to take turns reading mm-hmm. about some haunted places from our states. And then after we talk about each place, we're going to give it a little stamp. That's either going to be a let's go because maybe we want to check it out. Do we feel like we'd be up to the challenge mm-hmm. or a hell no, which is fuck that place. <laughs> I'm not putting my soul through this. Keep it away from me. Amen. Hey, man. <laughs> All right. Would okay. You, uh, so- or, or should we tell them where we're both from first? So that they we know. Shall. Okay. Yes. Yes. So I am from Colorado. And then I'll be talking about California. Mm-hmm. The two C's. The, the two C's. C's. The two yeah. C's of terror. The t- <laughs> but you know what? It actually kind of worked out because I feel like both of our states have some fairly iconic haunted places. Oh yeah, oh yeah! Like so that- doing doing research for this, I was like, I didn't know California was so spooked. Like California's got a ton, like a ton of haunted places. Hmm. I mean, they part do. of it could be just because the state's like so big, so there's like so much room for scary shit. But like, that's there's also I, some yeah. really notable ones too. That's what I was thinking. I was like, I would be shocked if California didn't because it's so big. Mm-hmm. Also, I don't think I ever told you this, but when when I was living in California, um my <laughs> my old roommates took me on a ghost hunting tour for one of my birthdays. Really? And, no. I didn't know this. Yeah. And we went to Anaheim, which I had never been to Anaheim except to go to Disney. Mm-hmm. Exploring the city was weird. Anaheim felt like Halloween Town too. When like Halloween Town turned gray, like <laughs> that's what Anaheim felt like. <laughs> it, oh, I, wow. And maybe it was just the area that we were in. Just was very weird. Uh, the ghost tour was not great. It, it, we had a girl. It was her very first time. They didn't give her 
the proper equipment that she needed. Mm-hmm. Um, there was only maybe like five of us, including the three of like me and my two roommates. Mm-hmm. And there's not very many haunted places in Anaheim. So the whole tour was like, have you guys heard of Jack the Ripper? And I was like, but that didn't happen. Doesn't that happen in London? <laughs> yeah, that's like, well, seems... yeah, but it's scary. <laughs> it's scary, right? <laughs> like, like that seems off topic, my dear. Like not to be that person, it was but far off topic. And then I, and then she was like, "Oh, my grandmother lives by. We could go to her place and have some enchiladas." <laughs> and I was like, "I mean, yeah, that I would like that, but see, that would that... score extra We're points not... with me." I was like, "Does she have ghosts?" In her house. <laughs> um, are ghosts cooking the enchiladas? Because then I'll go. <laughs> but mm-hmm. otherwise, I'm confused. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, well, that was the last ghost. That was the first and last ghost hunting tour that I'd ever been on. Yeah. like I feel like ghost hunting is either hit or miss. Where like you go, you experience some weird shit that you can talk about for the rest of the time. Or you're just completely disappointed because you felt nothing at all and you're like oh come on mm-hmm. yeah like i came Which, all the way here and you can't even say hello to me ghost you can't even just and tap you can't me on give the shoulder me a little a little boo you can't <laughs> give me a little a small little sighting show me something <laughs> throw something at me i don't care <laughs> please <laughs> knock me out i'm begging you <laughs> but I traveled that's very far to be here <laughs> yeah it was serious i spent a lot of money <laughs> to see you show yourself. <laughs> so you um, we're playing that, phasmophobia again. <laughs> oh my god, we basically—it's just real life phasmophobia. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> it's funny because, like, looking up these haunted places, like a lot of them, in like a lot of the ones in Colorado are hotels. And you can, so obviously, they're still working hotels. Like, you can stay in them. A lot of them have weddings there now. Really? So when I would, like, click on the sites to go to them, it would be like, book your wedding reservation now. And I'm like, hell no. Hell no. Hell no. I was like, interesting. So it makes me wonder. I'm like, how many people really see anything when they were there? Yeah. Because I'm like, you're having a wedding. That's a lot of guests. That's a lot of people there at any given time. Yeah, I wonder. That. Yeah. Like, I wonder how often in some of these they actually see things. Or if it's like, oh, yeah, we had two accounts of people saying this happened. And so now we're haunted. I don't <laughs> know. It's just like, <laughs> I just thought that that was kind of interesting. Because I was like, hmm. Well, I mean, I if, if we're on the topic, then hit there. us with one of these. Uh, hit us with one of these spots. Let's start this off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's see. So, in that case, let me start with the Hotel Jerome, which is in Aspen, okay. which is like a beautiful. Aspen is beautiful. Um, I haven't been there since I was a, a wee child. But I do remember it being really nice. Aspen's like huge for skiing and stuff like that. Yeah, I've definitely um, heard the name a lot, but like I've never mm-hmm. had a chance to go myself. Yeah, I mean, if you're like into skiing and snowboarding, then definitely check it out. I, I mean, it's beautiful, but it's kind of a it's kind of a ride. 
from where we are, I think. Um, but so the Hotel Jerome is it's actually not one that people get married at anymore, I believe. But like you can still stay in this hotel. And so some of the sightings that people have claimed to see is the sight of a little boy in a towel. He's wet and he's shivering. So this, yeah, so this happens if you stay in room 310. People say that you'll see him. And that room overlooks the hotel's pool. And so they'll see a little boy and they won't think it's super weird since the pool is right there. But then they'll look again and he's gone and he leaves wet footprints behind. Um, So this, I know, I was like, yikes. So this ghost is called the water boy. Um, (laughs) Well, that softens (laughs) him up a little bit for me. I know. I was like, like, y'all couldn't have given him a name. Just throw (laughs) a name on him. Nobody's going to question if it's really his name or not. Yeah, like, like, that's the water boy. Like Like the terrible towel or something. like Something, water boy. I'm like, okay, Adam Sandler type beat, I guess. We'll (laughs) take that. Um, Gatorade. (laughs) Gatorade. (laughs) This boy is going to be very, he hears us and he's going to be. I'm going to try and take a shower tomorrow, and there's going to be a boy shivering outside my goddamn bathtub. Oh, oh my God. (laughs) That is a frightening thought. Being in the shower, that's like one of my fears is like being in the shower and opening the shower curtain and somebody's standing there. And someone's there. there. It's like, what do you Mm -hmm. do? What do you do? You don't, you're you're like at your most vulnerable. Mm -hmm. You're naked. Maybe you were singing in the shower and now you're embarrassed. (laughs) And then it's like, yeah, it's like, what do you do? I would just die immediately from a heart attack. So I guess that's what I would do. But <laughs> to each their own, you know. <laughs> if I could get out, you best believe I'm just bolting out the house like d- thing dangling in the wind, like not a care oh, yeah. in the world. Just you will see me sprinting down the street, just screaming at the top to of my run. lungs. <laughs> you have to run, but you have to be careful because your feet are wet. You could flick them with your towel because mm. that does hurt. That's true. If you got a good flick in. What are those so. what are those actually called again when you like twirl the towel up and you like whack somebody? There's a name for that. Um, is it um is it a wet whip? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> no, that's not that's not a bad name for it. Oh uh, my know. goodness. I didn't know it had a name. Yeah, there's like a name for like the action of doing that. I don't know. It'll probably pop into my head like twenty more minutes into <laughs> this episode. Later so. on, you're yeah. gonna randomly scream it and be like excuse me (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so this boy is 10 years old and it's reported that he drowned in the pool in 1936 so um this hotel was made in 1889 and i thought it was kind of interesting the like the man who built the hotel jerome b wheeler he was the co-owner of macy's the department store really i don't know why i thought that that was so interesting but Mm. i was like oh macy's interesting um but yeah so he built this hotel and it was popping like this hotel was popping when they first built it but then business kind of like slowed down there wasn't as much tourism in aspen 
And so then they turned it into a morgue in the early 1900s. Uh, they what, were like, a, what a leap. <laughs> oh, I know. I was like, that sounds correct. Yep, that's definitely the next step. Um, but that's this is actually not the only place I have on this list that turned their hotel into a morgue. So I guess it was more common than we think. Yeah, I actually saw some of that too when I was looking up California spots. Is like there was a time period where it seemed like if your business or whatever wasn't working out, the next step was just making a morgue. It's fine. Everybody needs a morgue. Yeah. Well, and I think too because this one and the other one, it was like during World War Two, they needed they didn't have enough, you know, space to put mm -hmm. all the bodies. So it seemed like they just turned places into morgues if they had the space because that's what happened it was like world war ii happened they turned it into a morgue but then after the the war ended it kind of started picking up again and so they were like cool we can be a hotel again <laughs> dope <laughs> we can get back to what we wanted to be so then um there was also a silver prospector named henry o'callister because like colorado was a big mining hot spot um so he was a silver prospector. He came upon a bunch of money and he fell in love with this woman at the hotel and he wanted to marry her, but her parents didn't want them to be together. So they took her like they were like, now we're going and they left. So he was heartbroken. He ended up spending all of his money and he got just drank the rest of his life away. And then he basically until he died, he was just like heartbroken and drunk. Um, but it says that he still haunts the hotel. You can hear pained sobs um, throughout the hallways at night. And then the last ghost that they say um, inhabits there is Katie Kerrigan. She was a 16-year-old maid in 1892. And apparently she was very beautiful, so a lot of the guests would flirt with her. And so her coworkers were very jealous. So one night they played a prank on her and they told her that they had thrown her pet kitten into the ice cold pond behind the hotel. So she like ran out and jumped into the pond trying to save her kitten. And um, she ended up getting pneumonia from it and she died three days later. Oh, so, wow. yeah, I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so now she's kind of like the trickster ghost of the hotel. She'll like pull down bed sheets and she'll go into untouched rooms and just like fuck with shit. Like she'll turn the heat on in the room and stuff like that. And then she'll fill up bathroom sinks with like soapy water. And so she just kind of like goes around and just kind of messes with things and people's rooms. Um, so yeah, those are the ghosts that inhabit the hotel Jerome. Ooh. Okay. And so uh, what are you thinking? Hell no or let's go? I'm going to put this one as a let's go. I'd be, I'm okay with this one. If all I got to mm -hmm. worry about is Waterboy and a lady occasionally filling my sink with some soapy water, like that's a level of ghostly scare I could handle. I, yeah, I agree. I would also say a let's go because honestly, I think, think that the little boy would probably be the scariest one for me just like seeing a little wet shivering boy mm -hmm. um would be like kind of weird and unsettling but i think i'd be able to handle the crying because i'd probably just be like oh somebody had a rough day and just yeah. think that somebody was crying inside their room and mm -hmm. then the other one yeah it's just she kind of just like plays pranks on you 
So I think I'd be able to, I think I'd be okay. Yeah. And if I'm going to see a ghost, I'd rather it be a kid than like a full grown person. Like, I, I mean, I don't want to see a ghost in general, but I just <laughs> yeah. feel like my ghost tolerance is probably a little bit higher for a kid ghost than it would be for a full adult ghost. So I'm cool yeah. with Waterboy. He's he's all right. But don't don't show up in my shower tomorrow. Please, please uh, stay in in the hotel. Um, I'll I'll come to you. You don't have to come to me, Waterboy. Yeah, cool. we could be we could be cool from a distance. <laughs> we could be like long distance friends. Yeah. But yeah, please don't come to our houses. Well, p- probably mine. I'm closer. <laughs> true, true, true. <laughs> All right. Hit me with a California boy. Okay. Uh, Well, let's get one of the big ones out of the way, which is going to be Alcatraz Island. So a lot of people, I think, hear the name Alcatraz, and they already kind of have an idea of what it is. Um, but essentially, Alcatraz Island is an island just offshore from San Francisco that I believe was opened back in 1934. And a lot of people refer to this place as The Rock because it was where we kept some of, if not our most infamous um, criminals at the time, like from the likes of like Whitney Bulger, who was like the leader of the Winter Hill Gang and like al capone this is also where they put him after he was captured so like it was it was the maximum security prison like it was if you were the worst of the worst they sent you to alcatraz and one of the things that was notable about it as a prison facility at first was that they wanted to make sure that the people there essentially were suffering um because it was offshore so like there wasn't a lot of people looking and um seeing how things were being run there like the 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 prisoners would get the basic necessities you know food water and like clothing but outside of that like you were you were stuck in a cell just all the time and it seems that it was finally shut down in 1963 but not after some very interesting and um, spooky things occurred there. Um, One of the biggest ones being a story that revolves around cell 14D, which was apparently a cell where there was an inmate who in the middle of the night was screaming at the top of his lungs that he was being killed by some creature with red glowing eyes. And the guards paid him no mind. Yeah, the guards paid him no mind throughout the course of the night. And then the next morning, when they went to go check on him, he was dead because he had apparently hung himself in his cell. And so that Mm. same day, they were apparently doing a roll call for the prisoners. And one one of the officers who was doing the roll call realized that they did one too many um prisoners in their in their list and so when he went back down the line to like count again that extra person was no longer there and mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so now alcatraz is still open as more of just like a you can go take tours there and like you can go kind of see the facility but i mean there are there are so many different cases of people hearing things from like prisoners just moaning in pain 
or like hearing cell doors being open and shut in the middle of the night. Um, there's even like some people saying they've cited the same glowing eyed ghost that killed the prisoner in 14 D. Um, mm. yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a spooky little spot. And one of the interesting things I found out that I didn't know before is apparently before it became Alcatraz, um, the Miwok Indians who were kind of, um, they were native to that area would never go to that island because they considered it a gathering place for evil spirits. So already before, I mean... already before the prison was put there in the first place, like the people native to the land were like, nah, uh, uh-uh, we don't go, we don't go over there. And yeah. myself, if somebody who's more attuned with the spirits is like, don't go over there. I tend to listen. I'm not one to, uh, I'm not one to question the thoughts of those who are in tune with the afterlife. So if they're right? like, don't go. I'd be like, okay, dope. Thanks for the warning, guys. <laughs> like, I'll be sure to avoid that area. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. not build a whole facility on top of it. Yeah. But, like, it would make sense, like, in terms of, like, a haunted place. Like, why it would be haunted? Because the prisoners there were not treated very well. Um, many people died there. Um, while they were incarcerated and the fact that you know there was essentially borderline torture happening to some of these inmates their restless spirits being attached to this building does not surprise me at all but you can visit Alcatraz they now it's maintained currently by the National Park Service and Mm -hmm. they kind of preserve it as a museum but you can get a ferry that will ferry you there I think some people with certain tours can even spend the night at Alcatraz, which I don't know why you would ever want to do that. But uh, uh, that's reckless. Mm-hmm. You're asking for death. Yeah. Either death or to like see some shit you're never going to be able to forget. Yeah. And like, not, it's for me, it's like the imagery. Like when you look at pictures of this place, it looks fucking spooky. Like, it looks like something straight out of a horror game. Like, if every prison that you've seen in any horror game, movie, whatever, looks like Alcatraz. Like, I feel like yeah. they were all based off of Alcatraz. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just give this a solid, with all of my heart, hell no. Oh, Because, yeah. like... I'm not trying to go to a haunted prison. Beca- yeah, be- it's like you already know that everybody that's like all the spirits there are probably pained and like had these hor- had horrible, you know, ha- feelings about Alcatraz. And I'm sorry if you're seeing the spirit that supposedly either killed like an inmate or was so frightening that they maybe killed themselves if that spirit's still hanging around i'm will not be like i'm for sure gonna have to give it a hell no i'm not trying to i'm not trying to run into that spirit like i'm really not (laughs) i mean just think about it too is like not only are these spirits and like they're spirits that are probably upset for the last half of their life and what they have to go through like again alcatraz was the place for the worst of the worst criminals like you weren't you weren't being sent to alcatraz for like robbing a purse or some shit like 
this is for like mass murderers, like people that oh, they right. wanted to be completely as far away from society as possible. They stuck him in Alcatraz. So if those people have attached themselves to this building as spirits, you know that these are malicious spirits. Like these are mm-hmm. not these are not just going to be filling up some sinks with with bathwater and some shit. Like they're they're out to get you and I am a firm hell no that I will not go to Alcatraz yeah. Island. Though I do know it is it's a very popular um tourist attraction though. A lot of people go to visit Alcatraz and there are a lot of different stories of people having their own experiences at Alcatraz that they can't really explain um so if any California Mm. listeners are you know have taken the trip to Alcatraz and you've seen some weird stuff please let us know yeah Um, guys please if we talk about anything or anywhere that you've been to or that you know somebody who's been there and you have a story like please give go ahead and toss it our way because I'm interested in reading specific accounts that people have had mm-hmm. like those are always interesting to me but yeah like i don't think i'd want to visit a prison anyway like yeah i don't know it, like it's even not a something where i'd prison. be in, yeah i'm like i don't know exactly what would be of interest to me there um so yeah out on the fact that it's filled with ghosts <laughs> and they're just flying around hanging out i'm yeah, I'm definitely not going to go there. Yeah, I, I'm sure like the pull of, you know, this is the place where they housed Al Capone is probably huge for them. Like that's a huge tourist attraction. Yeah, I guess. I'm good with Al though. We could. <laughs> We're good with I'm Al. I'm good on hearing his stories. Yeah, right. I don't, <laughs> I don't need to, to see the man where he slept. <laughs> I'll just hear about him, you know? <laughs> okay. All right, um, your turn. Yeah, let me get into kind of a, this is kind of a bigger one. I'm saving the big boy for last, I think. Okay, kind of same, kind of same. Yeah, okay, but this is like a second to the the big one. Okay, so this is about Cheeseman Park. Or, um, yeah, Cheeseman Park. I think it's cheese. It's just called Cheese Park? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This is about Cheese Park, <laughs> my favorite of all the parks. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure it's Cheeseman. It might be. See, I'm already. I'm down to go if it's just called Cheese Park. Like, you tell me a place called Cheese, cheese park, park. I'm down. Well, don't don't be too ready because Cheese Park has some some nuts stuff that happened there. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so this is a a neighborhood that's in Denver. Um, but it does also have like an actual park, which is where most of the spooky stuff happens. But they do say that just like weird things happen in the neighborhood altogether. But the history of it is it's pretty nuts. So um, back in the 1800s, 1859, Cheeseman Park was actually the Mount Prospect Cemetery. And it was like 160 acres of land. I guess back then, cemeteries were kind of like what parks are to us now. Like you could go there and you could have a picnic or you could take a walk around. Like it wasn't as like sacred and weird to do that now or do that back then as it would be now to just like go to a cemetery and see someone like having a nice glass of wine and a sandwich um, there. Mm -hmm. Like that would be bizarre. But because it was more normal back then, like, 
the cemetery was able to get like all of this open space, which was like a pretty desirable area. And so it had like these sweeping views. And so for a while it was like really busy. People were going there all the time. But then they started to build more cemeteries like closer to that cemetery. And so it just wasn't as practical to bury people there. So Mm -hmm. by the 1880s, it was like run down. They weren't really taking care of it anymore. And the city was like, okay, let's just turn this into like a real park. Obviously, because they wanted to do something with it. They're like, okay, well, (laughs) there's 5,000 bodies buried here. Oh, no. What are we doing? Yeah, I know. Like a shit ton of like bodies. So they're like, okay, what are we going to do? So the city offered like all of the families a free plot at another graveyard. But after several years, only about 700 bodies had been moved. Because it's like they just, you know, like some families had just weren't like replying to them. So they only could account for 700 bodies to be moved. So -hmm. then they hired an undertaker named E.P. McGovern. And they were like, all right. (laughs) Wait, what was that name again? (laughs) E.P. McGovern. What an unfortunate (laughs) name. (laughs) I know. His name, dude, his name matches his fucking actions, though. I was like, you would be a McGovern, wouldn't you? (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so they tasked him with moving the rest of the bodies. And so his contract was he got paid $1.90 per every coffin that he moved. And so he was like, oh, so, oh y'all y'all gave me too much power so basically (laughs) he was like oh i'm gonna make bank and so he started dismembering bodies and splitting up the body parts into different coffins so that he would have more coffins and he would be making more money oh no oh that's so bad oh my god i know i was like dude you were already a dollar 90 is a shit ton of money back then you had like four thousand in some change coffins that you would have had to move anyway like you were Mm -hmm. gonna be making a shit ton of money yeah but like it's like he got caught and but because of what he did there was just like body parts there's discarded coffin pieces just like strewn about the park like it was in shambles (laughs) and so he got pulled off the job he had only removed about 1000 of the bodies and so they were like eh let's not like now we can't trust that someone's actually going to do the job. So instead of hiring someone, we're just going to pull the headstones and then just build the park over the top of it. So it's estimated that there's still around 3,000 bodies left buried there underneath what is the park now. So it's like this park, (laughs) this park is just like on top of what used to be a cemetery and it still has bodies there. Like why, they still. Why do we, why do we build why do we things do on this? top of cemeteries? Like why? Why do we do this? It's never dude, a good idea. I don't know. And they're still finding bones there. There's a there's the botanic gardens in Denver, um, which is also kind of on top of the park, and so they're still finding bones there as well. Like in in 2010, they were doing uh, irrigation work at the park, and they mm-hmm. uncovered like four skeletons near the like parks pavilion and i'm like dude 
I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. I don't, that's just crazy. You're just like bebopping around, like listening to your music, walking on top of like all of these bodies that just kind of gotten like left and forgotten about. It's just, I don't know, it's bizarre. And there's also like, not too far from where the park was, there's, there used to be a pest house which is like a hospital for people that were extremely contagious with like terminal diseases, so things like smallpox. And like while the cemetery was active, that was also around and like thousands of people also died there. So there's just like a lot of people that died in that area. So of course there's a bunch of sightings of like ghosts and stuff just all around that neighborhood. Mm. But it's just, I don't know. It's just such a weird, like, that whole story is just, cr- like, it doesn't even sound like a real thing. Like, you know, yeah. people, I feel like people make fun of that stuff in, like, horror movies all the time. Like, why would you build a house on top of a, like, a burial ground? But, like, yo, we have a whole park and a whole neighborhood and a botanical garden built on top, on top of, of- <laughs> 3,000 bodies. Like... <sighs> God. It's I would never want to be in that area around Halloween time. Oh my god. Or maybe you do want to be in that area around Halloween time. Maybe that's <laughs> po- maybe that's popping. I don't think I've ever been there. If I if I have, then I didn't realize like this and I mean I only heard about this story like not too long ago, like a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think I, but I do think I've been in that neighborhood, but I've never been to the actual park and I've never been to the botanical gardens as well. So interesting. So would you go now? I, don't, I mean, I kind of want to go to the botanical gardens, but it's just weird. I don't know. I'm def. I am like, I'm definitely one of those people where when I go to a cemetery, I'm like so careful not to step on, like to step, like my parents were always like, don't step on a grave, be respectful, like don't walk over people's graves. Mm-hmm. And I always think about that when I go to a cemetery. And like, I would like, so here's my thing is the knowledge is very creepy that it's built on things. I feel like because it's one of those places that you could, like you said, go to and not even realize you're there. Right. Is one of the reasons why I can't necessarily say it's a hell no, I wouldn't go. Because Mm -hmm. it's more like a I would be there and someone would tell me the story of what actually happened there. And then I would get really freaked out that I was there. But I don't think I would be initially freaked out from just going. Oh, no. Because, I mean, it's it's a very active park. You know, it's like mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff going on there. The botanical gardens are beautiful. The neighborhood is really nice. Have um, there been any like spooks there? Have people like seen stuff? Yeah. I mean, people say that they see ghosts all the time or, you know, and then and they know they're ghosts because, you know, they'll they'll be there and then all of a sudden they vanish mm-hmm. and they do ghost tours there quite often. But see, my thing is, I feel like I would go there and maybe I see a ghost. I wouldn't even know it was a ghost because I'm in a park. Like, yeah, if I saw somebody and I looked away and I looked back and they were gone, I would just be like, damn, they moved. Like, they mm-hmm. really had some speed. I wouldn't be like, oh, I just saw a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. I also I'm not going to give it a hell no. Um, 
like I'll say I'll say let's go just because you know I don't I'm probably gonna end up in that neighborhood again for some reason you know something's probably gonna be over there I don't know exactly how far it expands so I'm not gonna be like in exactly right here is where the dead bodies stop and Mm -hmm. now I can (laughs) like walk through this neighborhood so (laughs) I'll say let's go because I'm sure I've probably been in that area already before and just didn't know Honestly, like one and a half glasses of wine in. I'm like, yeah, let's go. Let's I'm go. sorry, one and a half? They're tiny glasses. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> I was like, wait, <laughs> since we started, because, okay, that makes more sense. I'm like <laughs> only halfway through my cider. <laughs> it's a it's a really okay. good wine. That's no, that's fair. Wine is Wine goes down real easy as well. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> all right what's your next one tis me again all right tis well me. uh i'll save my big one also for last but a nice okay. intermittent one would be the winchester mystery house in <laughs> san jose mm-hmm. all right so the winchester I'm Mis- for this one yeah um mm-hmm. the winchester mystery house is named after sarah winchester who is the widow of William Worth Winchester, who is the creator of the Winchester Repeating Arms Company, which, you know, the Winchester Rifles, yeah, he made those. So he died in 1881 um, from tuberculosis, RIP, and then Sarah Winchester ended up taking over all of his money and inheritance, and so she then moved from Connecticut to California, and bought an unfinished farmhouse that she decided that she would then build into a mansion, right? I mean, she's got banks, so she's like, I'm going to build myself a mansion with all my dead husband's money. Um, So she began building. She began construction of of her place. However, she opted not to use an architect for it and essentially was kind of just building her mansion on her own. And so... It's not the most well-designed building as far as buildings go. Like, at some point, she was just tacking on different rooms and, like, staircases and stuff with no actual, like, rhyme or reason to it. Like, she was just doing it. She was like, I I want a room here. I want a staircase here. I'm going to add a second guest room over here. And she kept doing that, right, until... Eventually, the farmhouse had grown into a seven-story mansion that was just rooms upon rooms upon rooms upon different rooms. Um, However, in 1906, there was a huge earthquake in California, which did some severe damage to said mansion. And then she and then the mansion got repaired but it became a four-story mansion instead of a seven-story mansion um and so the the interesting thing about the winchester mystery house based on lore and legends because um uh sarah winchester died in 1922 so she's not around to confirm nor deny these anymore Mm -hmm. um legend has it that the reason why she kept building onto her estate is because she felt like she was being haunted by the spirits of every single person 
that was killed by a Winchester rifle, like anywhere in the world. And so the only way that she could escape and find some peace from these spirits was to continue to build her house in different way, shapes, or forms so that the ghost couldn't keep following her. So if you if you go and visit this place now, you'll see that like not only are there just random rooms and places that they shouldn't be, but there's even like stairways and like staircases that don't lead to anything. They're just it it almost looks like an abstract painting when you go inside. And mm-hmm. the reason for this is she believed by adding all of these things to her house, it would confuse the spirit so that they wouldn't continually keep haunting her for the sins of her um old lover which i thought was very i love i love her reasoning she's like i'm gonna confuse the shit out of these ghosts they're gonna be like what this door doesn't go anywhere like why would (laughs) like a ghost would really follow the logic of a house and be like oh man these stairs go into a wall i guess i gotta turn around i'm not haunting (laughs) today oh no yeah oh man i guess i'll try again tomorrow it's like okay <laughs> so essentially I mean, sure. essentially sarah winchester was like the original home alone where instead of yeah. you know two goofy criminals trying to break in she just had a slew of shot ghosts that were trying to <laughs> come in and trying spook get, her coming for her neck yeah i've i i'm already like this house has been a let's go for me for forever like i want to go i want to go there so bad i just think it's gonna be like i just think that's so interesting to just have this crazy like labyrinth of a house Mm -hmm. that's just completely nonsensical because you think that that's like gonna keep you safe this you know right building all these different things that lead to all these different places really i just want to go through it because i'm like a, ki- a child and i feel like it'll be fun to i mean it like, looks... oh, i'm going up the stairs now and then yeah, <laughs> and oh, i'm not going anywhere like it looks very cool like just from like mm-hmm. an architecture standpoint of the it, it's not matching by any means but like it's cool to see basically an abstract painting made into a house um and mm-hmm. you know over the years People have tried to kind of debunk the the scare factor of this place, saying that basically because she didn't hire an architect, she just didn't know what the fuck she was doing. So, like, the right. reason why her house is so weird and haphazard is, like, she doesn't know how to design a house. So she was kind of just winging it. And mm-hmm. other, other um, or I guess investigations have said that they think that the contractors who were working with her were loving the consistent income that they were getting from her. So Mm. they would even mess stuff up on purpose so that she'd have to, she'd have to rehire them to fix or build things to, um, you know, match what she'd already put down. Dang. So they might've been just playing her for the fool. She might've just been played for the fool, but on the off chance that she was being haunted by all that spirits, that would mean that this house was absolutely filled with some ghost activity then. Yeah, I guess I never think about that part of it. Like the part that there actually might potentially be ghosts there. I always just think of like, ooh, fun house. Yeah. Fun, weird house I can run through. <laughs> but 
Um, I think that's probably why is I never just I don't think of the spooky side of it as much because it's like nobody really knows if because she was the only one who felt that way. It's like she could have just been crazy. Nobody really knows if, you know, it was actually haunted or not. Mm-hmm. So I guess I, I always just kind of was like, oh, yeah, she could. She might have just been crazy. Yeah, it, it, all, it all well could have been. But um, I would also put this as a let's go of terms like I would just like to see it in person. Um, mm-hmm. It seems like an interesting place. I know that it's the house isn't exactly where it was like in its heyday and prime, like the seven story behemoth that it once was. But it's been partially restored and it is open to public tours, probably a little bit different during COVID time. But um, you can go visit this place. And around Halloween, they do offer ghost tours at night where you get to do like little candlelight walks through the place, which I think that would be Yeah, that's going to be... Because, like, if there's going to be spooks and ghosts, it's going to happen on those tours. Like, you're not going to get that in the middle of the day. Right. Yeah, which is why I would go in the middle of the day. Um, <laughs> I'm not trying to be led by candlelight through <laughs> mm-hmm. through a spooky house, personally. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. All right, place number three. What do you got? What do you got for me? Okay, so for number three, I have um, the Patterson Inn, which is in Capitol Hill. Mm-hmm. And... This was built in 1891. So it was originally built for Thomas Croke. He like commissioned to have it built. I actually looked at the pictures. This place and um, like the Hotel Jerome. I mean, they look nice. Like they like this place in particular. I was like, that place looks kind of dope. I mean, it's like run down and shit now. But when they had the pictures yeah. of like what it used to look like, I was like, man, that place is really beautiful. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he had it built. And a f- like right before he moved in, his wife died. And then after he moved in, his mother also died. So he only lived there for six months because he got in his head that maybe the place was cursed because it just the timing of it was just so weird. And so after six months, he was like, I'm packing it in. I'm packing it up like somebody else can have this place. So then he. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, good for you, my guy. Like, not everybody thinks that way. Um, He would be the one that survived in like a haunted house movie yeah he's just out after the first opening credits he's like yeah no i'm good i'm gonna i'm gonna just move he's like you know what actually i'm gonna get the fuck up out of this place um (laughs) but i'll sell it to somebody else (laughs) so then he sold it to um thomas patterson and then thomas patterson lived there for a while with his like his daughter and then he passed away. He passed it on to his daughter. But from then on until now, like these hauntings have been said to have been happening. And that may just be because the original owner thought it was cursed. Um, but one of the things that people say they see is they see mysterious figures that like will pop up and then vanish. One of the main ones that a lot of people say is a pregnant woman that they'll see um, like wearing a dress a lot. Uh, people think that that might have been Thomas's 
Thomas Croak's wife who died before she got to really like, move in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they will hear crying in the basement. So people think that um, a child died in that house and that the mother in her grief like didn't know what to do. So she just buried the child somewhere in the basement. And so now you can hear it crying sometimes. And this is one of those ones where like nobody can really prove that. Like there's no documentation of there ever being a child that lived there. But then at the same time, if it was just a baby, then like maybe they just didn't have time (laughs) to document that. So that one is kind of like unproven. However, a lot of people do say that they hear crying coming from specifically the basement. Um, In the 70s, there was a team of people that were there and they were kind of like, they were working on the house, they were refurbishing it. And every day, so they would leave for the night and every day when they came back, like more of their tools and things that they had left overnight would be missing. And so they thought that homeless people were coming, stealing their stuff because there's like a lot of drifters in the area. They're like, oh, people are coming and taking our stuff. So they ended up getting some security, but then it kept happening. So then they got two guard dogs. And so they were two Dobermans. And when they would leave, they would, you know, they would leave them upstairs and like just kind of like let them roam around. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first day that they had them, when they came back, one of the Dobermans had jumped f- from the second floor to their desk. No, no. Mm-hmm. And then the second day that they came back, the second dog had also jumped. And it was weird because it seemed like maybe the dogs had gotten locked into the room, but there was nobody there who would have locked them in the room. And so everybody was like, they must have been scared of something if they jumped out of, because if they were just locked in the room, like wouldn't they just wait? Until, yeah. You know, somebody, somebody unlocked it. Mm-hmm. So the two guard dogs, they jumped out. So now people say that they hear like dogs barking inside of the house and there's no Ugh. dogs there. Um, and then another thing that happens is a lot of people say that, that when they try to go up to the third floor, they feel like they're running out of oxygen and they can't breathe. So a lot of people can't even get up to the third floor. And also drawers have a tendency of opening and closing on their own. Oh, no. So that is the Patterson Inn. Oof. What are you uh, thinking? That sounds like a no-go for me. It's a hell no. <laughs> that's that's a that's a hell no for me. Like specifically for the spirit of the dogs. Like I for one trust our uh, our canine companions when it comes to the paranormal, and mm-hmm. I've seen more than enough fictional characters be off because they did not heed the warnings of their mm-hmm. recently deceased animal loving friends and. Um, yeah, no. If if two dogs were in there left overnight and both of them just died suddenly, that feels like some malicious spirits to me. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can uh, risk that one. Yeah, that one. Um, I don't. Yeah, I think that one might have to be a hell no for me because I don't like the the baby crying. And yeah, and like the dogs barking. 
and the the whole like running out of oxygen thing i don't like ones where like it has a physical effect on your body i'm like "Mm, might get a little pass to that guy it's one thing to like hear something or see something but when you start getting physically affected by it that's super spooky yeah that's a step too far for me personally Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm also gonna give this one a hell no as well. Hell no, we won't hell go. Hell no. Yeah. All right. Okay. It's back at you, my guy. Back guys. at me for number three. All right. So number <laughs> three, I think the Californians listening probably know what I'm doing for this last one. Um, but I'm gonna be talking about the infamous one of apparently. The most haunted places in the world. Permanently docked right now (laughs) in Long Beach. We're going to be talking about the Queen Mary. So for those that don't know, the Queen Mary is a huge ship. Like I said, permanently docked in Long Beach, which I think stories say that it's like either two or three times the size of the Titanic. I'm not exactly sure, but like it is massive. It is a massive ship. Um, And it was initially built as a luxury ocean liner. And it sailed for the first time back in May on May 27th in 1936. And this, this ship for one is huge. Like it's got, two swimming pools it's got five dining areas it's got two full cocktail bars it's got an entire ballroom inside of it it, there's like so much on this ship and so it sailed for a couple years however once world war ii hit the ship actually was repurposed um they they took away the name queen mary they painted the entire ship gray and it actually got the new moniker of the Grey Ghost because it was a ship that they used to ferry both like soldiers and like uh, prisoners of war, like to and from. And it was just so fast that like other ships couldn't keep up with it because like it was it was a marvel for its time. Like it was a it was one of the like pinnacles of like boats during that period. Um and yeah, so it sailed for a while as the Grey Ghost, and then in 1947, it became the Queen Mary again after the world after the war was over. Um, it sailed again as the Queen Mary, as you know, just a luxury ocean hotel. And then finally, in 1965, it was bought by the city of Long Beach, where it was permanently docked. And now. The reason why this is considered one of the most haunted places in the world is, one, there have been multiple sightings from many of people over the years of different apparitions and spirits and sounds that have been occurring through the ship that is now serving as like a kind of like a landmark, like you can go and take tours there and all that stuff. But Mm -hmm. the other reason is just the sheer amount of death that's actually attached to this ship like this this ship has claimed quite a few souls um from so to start in 1936 sir edgar Britton, who was the first captain of the ship died of a stroke in his cabin basically the first year that he was there so like 
that's never a good sign when your captain just <laughs> dies as yeah. soon as you start sailing like it's a little sus um then in 1949 uh william stark who was kind of like a second in command during the time um died from drinking laundry detergent on accident out of a gin bottle which the story goes that uh the captain at the time had told him that he was doing such a good job um he had a bottle of gin within his uh his cabin that he should go take um didn't inform him that there was nearby the gin bottle <laughs> a bottle filled with laundry detergent so i guess william stark took a swig of some detergent and then subsequently died of alcohol poisoning and then the there's also yeah there's there's a lot of death there's a lot of death um apparently two women sometime while the while the ship was sailing as a luxury cruise two women at different periods in time have both drowned within the first class swimming pool area and uh, there's reports of a young boy also fell off the side of the ship at some point in time and people have talked about seeing his ghost around the place um another young girl who people refer to her as jackie drowned and like this place for one needed some goddamn lifeguards because people were just drowning in these pools <laughs> yeah. left and fucking right but yeah can we get can we get baywatch um on board please <laughs> like, like somebody Jesus. watch over these swimmers um but people have reported seeing a girl that they refer to as jackie like kind of haunting the pools because she apparently died there when she was young um mm. but the biggest case of death that um revolves around queen mary is on october 2nd in 1942 this is while the mary was the gray ghost and it was ferrying people um to and from the war um the, the gray ghost was making a ship or making a ship it was making a trip <laughs> and it was being guided by the hms uh, curacao which was basically a smaller ship that was in front of the of the gray ghost or mary i'm gonna switch between both of these but it was <laughs> in front of the ship and it was guiding it and like doing a zigzag pattern the point for this was to confuse enemy u-boats or bombers that were looking for the queen mary um and so its job was just to kind of go in front get their attention so that they wouldn't attack the main ship well, the issue was is while they were on this on this trip, um, the Queen Mary caught up to the Curacao, and because the ship was so fast and so much larger than the Curacao, is when it caught up to it, it's it literally just rammed straight through the ship, just slicing oh the entire ship in half, and apparently a chunk of people were killed instantly while other people just sank with the ship into freezing water and then even the people who didn't drown after the ship had sunk it said that many of them ended up being pulled in by queen mary's current because the propellers were just so strong so that no. they just got sucked up and then sliced to bits by the propellers oh my god and so that it's terrifying yeah yeah so the thing is is due to war protocol at the time like they were on a mission so they couldn't stop the ship to try and rescue any of the people like they had to keep going so they um they radioed for like british 
um boats to come and try and you know rescue as many people as they could but it took about like two hours i guess to get there and by the time they got there out of 400 a 430 man crew only 99 people were left so three over 300 people died on that ship like that day and apparently for the queen mary one of the biggest hot spots is the is the bow and the boiler room of the ship because a lot of people have reported that they can hear the screams of the people that got ripped to shreds by the propellers or just all the people that died during that yeah it's like those are two of the big hot spots there Um, oh that gave me goosebumps yeah it is it's got a history it's got it's got it's definitely got a history um but like i said now you can visit the queen mary in long beach um you know at your own discretion of course um i think they offer both day tours as well as like creepier little nighttime tours and people throughout the years have said they've seen some things there um from the stuff that i've already mentioned they've also had reports of seeing people in 1930s clothing just walking around and then mysteriously banishing when they try and you know see them again and then there's even a little bit of an urban legend about a lady in white that apparently kind of stalks the ballroom area that you can see like late at night sometimes um very creepy very creepy stuff um but yeah the the queen mary is a uh it's a hot spot it is definitely a hot spot it's Um, also a hell no it's a hell no Mm -hmm. you know Mm, yes for sure what may surprise you is i think i would go like i actually think this is a let's go for me well i'll see you at the funeral because (laughs) look look this boat there's too much death that ain't no coincidence in my opinion Mm -hmm. i'm not going to a place where it seems like as soon as you like set foot on it you better write up your will like it is it it's too many deaths in a connected to one place for me and i just feel like even if i feel like that's one of those places where you like bring something back with you you know when they talk about like a ghost or a spirit attaching to you and you like bring it home i feel like mm-hmm. that would be one of those <laughs> situations Agreed. they just Agreed. hop on my back piggyback all the way to colorado and now i have like an angry <laughs> like go ship ghost at my house and i get i would understand why they're angry that's like i feel like every death that happened there was insane yeah um See, for me, my thing is like, so one, I think the Queen Mary is probably the most haunted place I would visit, like in terms of just like level of haunt, like I wouldn't visit Alcatraz, but I do feel like I would visit Queen Mary one because it's still docked so I can leave whenever I want. Like Alcatraz, (laughs) you have to ferry over to that bitch. So like as soon as you're there, you're kind of stuck. Um but as far as I've seen and as far as I've read, a lot of the spirits and things that have happened to people um, within Queen Mary have been scary, but um, nothing sounds so malicious that I think like if it happened, I'd be like scarred for life. Um, yeah. And like a lot of times, like these places too that are like big spooky landmarks, 
I have that little air of um, skepticism too, because I'm like, well, somebody has to work this, right? Like people have to work this attraction. Um, people have to give the tours and they're giving these tours on the regular and they're not dead yet. So maybe they're I- ghosts as well. Maybe they are ghosts as well. Maybe <laughs> maybe the tours are all just lies and people are just running into the spirit of Tor Joe every time they go mm-hmm. over to the Queen Mary. Um but maybe. I don't know. I, I think I would go. I think I'd go. There's something there's something about it it being a ship too. I think I'm like just less afraid of ships than I am of like actual houses or locations. I'm not sure why. Um but yeah, I wouldn't do the night tour. I don't think I'd go ghost hunting there. Um, right. But I would be willing to, during the day, probably check out the Queen Mary. Okay. That's fair. Yeah, if I had to go, I mean, definitely during the day is, like, the way to go, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. That's, yeah. <laughs> oh, that, I actually the, forgot It's to... still a hell no, though, for me. <laughs> yeah, I did forget to mention the one spot I wouldn't go to is apparently... There is like a very big hot spot of cabin B thirty four or three forty, which um, apparently somebody was murdered in that room, and that's supposed to be a very huge hot spot for paranormal activity. So I would not visit room B three forty. The front door, uh, yeah. What the <laughs> heck? <laughs> yeah, someone was also murdered on the Queen Mary. So you know, put that up on the. Uh, on the count on the death toll for this ship but yikes one of one of the spook world wonders <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right well i guess i'll get to my big boy mm-hmm. and then i do have just some quick honorable mentions right after yeah same here i've got a couple like runner ups <laughs> some some they they weren't quite good enough to run the pageant but they <laughs> sure did look beautiful up there so we'll give them a ribbon all right, guys, you know it, you love it. It's the Stanley Hotel mm-hmm. um, in Estes Park, Colorado, which is not that far from us. It's only a two-hour drive. Um, I've been wanting to go to the Stanley Hotel for a very long time and have not done so. I was actually supposed to go last October with some of my friends, and then we just, like, procrastinated making the plans until it was too late (laughs) um yeah but the stanley hotel is obviously um it's what the overlook from the shining it's the hotel that you know it's based on and stephen king came up with the idea for the shining while he was staying at the overlook hotel it's interesting because i looked it up like looked up him talking about it and it doesn't seem like he had any actual paranormal experiences while he was there. But he stayed in room 217, which is meant to be like the room. It's like the spooky room. Mm-hmm. Um, but he stayed there. Him and his wife went there. And it was like the the last day of the season. Everybody was leaving. So they basically had like the hotel, whole hotel to themselves. And, um, like he said, you know, the wind was whipping and the rooms were all empty. So it was really creepy. And he had this really like bad nightmare about his son being chased around the hotel. And the nightmare was so bad that it like made him wake up and he went outside to smoke a cigarette 
And then he basically laid out like the outline for The Shining, like right after he woke up from that nightmare. Really? Um, but yeah, so you know he, <laughs> and there's also I think there's um like a documentary on The Shining, and I think it's called Room Two Seventeen. Um, so if anybody was wondering why it was called that, it's because he's <laughs> in that room. Um, but yeah, it's actually a really beautiful looking hotel. <laughs> um, but it was made, it was uh, built by an inventor. His name was Freeland Oscar Stanley. I believe Freeland is how you pronounce that. But he had tuberculosis. And so he moved to Colorado because he was like, oh, maybe the fresh air and like nature will make me feel better. And it did. And so he was like, dope, I'm going to stay here. So he like <laughs> built up this hotel. He opened it in 1909. Um, he died in 1940 at the age of 91. But people say that they still see him like roaming around the hotel. Oh, they. No. The staff of the hotel say that they often see him in the billiard room and the bar. And also his wife, she was a pianist. And so they say that a lot of times if you see her, she is like playing the piano in the hotel. So you'll just like hear the keys and if it's probably her. Um, another ghost that people say they see a lot is a woman who used to be a housekeeper at the hotel and her name was Elizabeth Wilson. So apparently, so one of the reasons that room 217 is like, you know, supposed to be a hotspot is because she was lighting lanterns in that room and there was like something happened with either the gas or something happened where, but it set off a huge explosion while oh, she was no. in the room. No, she was seriously injured, but she didn't die. She survived it. And I'm pretty sure she continued to work there until she passed away. And so a lot of people what say that it's... a trooper. My I know. God. I know. I was like, okay, girl. Because, shoot, that's nuts. Like, and I don't know. Like, it says she was seriously injured. I wasn't able to find out exactly, you know, what happened to her. I mean, obviously, yeah. I'm sure she had burns. At least uh, most of the accounts that I saw said that she continued to work there. Um, but so a lot of people say that it's her ghost that regularly haunt, haunts that room. And so they'll say that like their items will get moved around. A lot of people say that like single men specifically, if they stay in that room, she'll like pack up their luggage and like leave it outside of their room. <laughs> um, oh, and no. like, yeah, and the lights will like, go off and on and a lot of so a lot of couples that stay in that room if they aren't married they report that there is they feel like a cold presence between them while in bed and a lot of people say it's because mrs wilson is not a fan of unmarried couples like sleeping together <laughs> so a lot of them say that they'll just feel like a cold presence um, while they're She's in that like, room. She's like, y'all need to go to church. She's like, um, <laughs> I don't see a ring. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> um, so yeah, so they say that. And then the fourth floor, it seems like for a lot of people, if they're wanting, like if you can't get into room 217, if you're wanting to see ghosts, a lot of people recommend staying on the fourth floor because I guess 
that's where nannies would watch the, like kids back in the day like the fourth floor was where they spent most of their time so a lot of guests say that they hear children like laughing and playing and running around on that floor mm-hmm. but then there won't be any children there um there's also a pet cemetery on the grounds nope no nope, <laughs> that out. is hell no <laughs> i won't go a resting no, place no, no. of some like the owner's animals they bury them in the pet cemetery so staff say that like there's ghosts of they say like specifically a cat and a dog that have been seen roaming around so i don't know if that means they see the same cat and dog all the time or if they mm-hmm. just like hear a cat and a dog but yeah so that's some of the stuff that you know not only guests but staff have reported seeing at the hotel um so Obviously, I guess I kind of gave it away when I said that I have been wanting to stay there for a while. It's obviously a let's go for me, mainly because it doesn't seem like, you know, despite what the the book and the film show, it doesn't seem like any of the ghosts are malevolent um, or malicious. They're just kind of hanging out. So <laughs> I mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think I would be okay with this place because it doesn't seem like anybody it seems like a lot of the people that are there died of natural causes despite that accident that did happen with miss wilson it seemed like she you know she she passed away later on just from natural causes so i think they're okay i think i'd be mm-hmm. okay with it <laughs> nah you lost me at pet cemetery i, I know. was like borderline <laughs> But as soon as I heard the words pet cemetery, I'm out. I'm I like, know. No, thank you. After you said the thing about the dogs earlier, I was like, okay, he's probably not going to like this whole pet cemetery <laughs> business. I honestly think I would stay too, like for the night. I don't think I would stay in 217 though. I think I would just mm. do a regular room and I would be fine. With yeah. That. I think it's like, it's an interesting thing too, because even just talking about all these places before going into our runner-ups about like going to like visit haunted um locations it's i feel like a lot of people if they haven't had a paranormal experience they want to feel one and they want to they they just want a firm confirmation about whether all this is just hearsay and and shenanigans or if like there is some sort of connection between the world that we live in and the spiritual world and if we can actually feel different presences from the other one mm-hmm. um i think myself included in that of like a person who's never had any huge paranormal like experiences like throughout my life i feel like that's one of the reasons why i would even visit the queen mary right is like i kind of do want to put myself in one of the hot spots just to see because yeah. like if it's gonna happen somewhere it's gonna happen at one of these there. places right right mm-hmm. and like i clearly i don't want to be haunted for the rest of my life by one of these <laughs> yeah. spirits apparitions but if they do exist i do want to be on the side of the fence of people who have seen the proof that they actually exist yeah it's like i've and that's like we discussed before um when i told my little fake <laughs> ghost story it's it's kind of mm-hmm. exciting like it's you want to have a ghost story like something about that is kind of exciting 
to be able to like tell people like no yeah this really happened and yeah. and i will say like if i went there and nothing happened i think it would be disappointing um because as scary as it is like i uh, there's a part of me that's like oh i i would want to go but i would not want anything to happen because i would be scared yeah but then there's that other part of me but that's like no but i do want something to happen because i do want to know like are these real accounts is this or you know are people just are natural occurrences happening and people you know are seeing them and putting these stories onto them yeah so like yeah i would want something to happen but it's also like a balance like i do want something to happen but i don't want to be like spooked so bad that you're I'm scarred like, for the yeah, rest of your life. Yeah, that I'm like shitting my pants on the way out of the place. So uh, I, it's a balance. Also, <laughs> yeah, and I also feel like if I went to a paranormal hotspot and nothing happened while I was there, I'd probably be even more freaked out because then I'd just kind of assume that something's going to happen to me later. Like I'm just <laughs> going to think that the ghost is just saving me for a better time for it. Like I came, I didn't schedule my appointment with the ghost and now they're going to get me on their own terms. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. The ghost was busy. The ghost was on vacation and it's like, yeah. <laughs> comes back and it's like, okay, who'd I miss? Oh, Roshane. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go see him. <laughs> I'll give him a little visit. <laughs> give him a little mini spook. Yeah. Um, and kind of closing out some of my, uh, honorable mentions are, uh, Bodie, California, which is um, just south of Lake Tahoe, which was a former mining town and very like old Wild West looking kind of place. So you can still I think it's still there. I don't know if it got affected by any of the fires recently, mm. um, but it's just an abandoned ghost town that still has got like, you know, um, like old style looking saloons. It's got like that old timey Western looking kind of bank. Like you can go visit there just to kind of see what old and western life was like um it's also a place that is known for an interesting little curse um called the bodhi curse where essentially if you take anything literally anything out of this town you are cursed for life um that's a nice little urban myth attached to that place um the other place that i found interesting because it's not that far away um it's kind of spooky is uh the pasadena bridge aka the suicide bridge um which was a very eerie looking bridge beautiful but eerie um built in 1913 which in 1919 only six years afterwards had its first recorded suicide and as of 2020 has well over a hundred different accounts unfortunately of suicide deaths on the bridge and people have brought up all different kinds of spook stories about that place from seeing people apparently jump off the bridge but then when they go to check there's no one there um seeing apparitions of people walking across the street in the middle of the night like forcing them to like swerve not to not to hit them but then only to see that they're not there and even some stories of like the lights on the bridge like going on and off at like random times for no particular reason there's mm -hmm. little tiny spooky things that are unexplained yeah. attached to that bridge um and there are and don't get me wrong there are many many more 
um, too many to list in one day, mm-hmm. but you know, a, a quick search, you'll find so many different places to look at. But those are a few of my honorable mentions. Nice. All right. Well, my two honorable mentions are both roads. <laughs> um, so the first one is called Riverdale Road. Um, it is a road in Thornton, Colorado that has a bunch of ghost stories um, that people have told. So a couple things that they say is um, there's a thing there called the Gates to Hell, which is uh, gates that are (laughs) made of rusty iron. Um, But people say that when they visit these gates, they say they like see um, they see a, a lady in white that like walks the road by the gates. And it's assumed that she is the husband of the man who built them, lost his mind when they finished, and then he burned his entire mansion with his family asleep inside, and he was never caught or put on trial. So they think that she is wandering the, like, around the road searching for her murdered children. Um, people don't know if she's out, a, out for revenge or if she's, you know, what she's doing, so... Like, obviously, do not approach. Um, but most people <laughs> most people see her appear in their rear view mirror as they pass by. So they've already driven by and they look and they can see her. Um, I think it's pretty cool, too, though. Like, I've just seen this a lot. It's like a lot of times when people talk about, like, seeing uh, a woman, like, Lady in White seems to be a common yeah. um, common theme among a lot of these haunted places of just, like, some woman in all white clothing. Yeah, um, I've noticed that too. And if not all white, it's like usually a dress. Like, yeah, they're wearing a dress. I'm like, they ain't got no trap. Nobody wears jeans in the afterlife. <laughs> <laughs> all right, okay. Um, not even jagging. Yeah, I'm like, I guess some shorts. I don't know. I don't know what the temp <laughs> is, but all right, a dress works. <laughs> um, so then there's also. Because this this road is like really windy. A lot of people drive too fast on it. And they say that one day there was a jogger who was jogging along the road and they got hit by a car. And so now that jogger haunts the road. Like people say that if they've been walking by on foot, they have heard a loud heartbeat and footsteps behind them. And if you drive Oof. by, you might feel someone hitting your car. But then you look and there's nothing there. Um, there's, uh, tales of slaves swinging their bodies, hanging from the cottonwood trees and swinging. If there's a full moon out, um, bloody, like children's bloody handprints appear on the street signs. And then by morning, the prints are usually gone. So like they'll appear at night. And then mm-hmm. I guess people have reported them and thinking that it's paint, but then they go and check and there's nothing there in the morning. Um, and then there's also a tale of a hitchhiker needing a ride. So it's all once again, it's a young woman in white who walks Riverdale Road at night and people have pulled over for her. And as soon as they open the passenger door, she disappears. So. Ugh. Yeah, that's a couple of the things. That's why you don't pick up hitchhikers, (laughs) I know. I was like, and lesson learned. (laughs) Do not stop for hitchhikers, even if it's a young woman wearing white 
<laughs> um, especially. Especially. So yeah, so that's some of the stuff that people see on Riverdale Road. And then another one that I just had to mention it because it's uh, it was such a popular one when I was growing up. It's like the only one for Colorado Springs. So it's like when you live there, you hear it all the time. <laughs> but basically, it's the story of Gold Camp Road, which Gold Camp Road has like three tunnels that you pass through, but the third tunnel collapsed. So you can't drive through that tunnel anymore. There's like a, a detour that you can go around it. It's mm -hmm. really not recommended that you... The, the road now is mainly for people who bicycle and people who are running because there's like a trail. You're really not recommended to drive on that road, but people do because... There's all these tales that people who worked on the tunnels, like they died working on the tunnels. That they, you know, either got like the tunnel collapsed on them, like they were there working when it happened, or they just, you know, other accidents happened and they died. There's another tale of a school bus that also died, like or like a, the bus, the school bus full of the children. Bus died. The bus died. <laughs> the magic school bus died. Miss Frizzle took it too far. Um, but no, it's like, I think it's meant to be that the bus was driving through the tunnel and then it collapsed and everybody on all the kids on the bus died. However, Oof. I don't know if there's like there. I don't think there's actually reports of that happening. I think it's one of those things where it's just spun out. And that's like the rumor now, because people say that if you drive up there, drive into the second tunnel, put your car in park um, that <laughs> that either the kids will push your car out so you don't like you know have the same fate that they had or if your car is like dusty or dirty that you'll see like little kids handprints all over your car um you Ugh. like you put your car in park you turn your lights off and mm -hmm. i don't know a lot of like high schoolers do it like go up to the road and try it out I've never heard of anything. I did have a coworker once who, who went up there and she had like, um, she came back the next day and she said that like her, it was like her and her boyfriend and this other guy were out there and they were all standing far away from each other. And it felt like somebody like hit her. Um, mm -hmm. and she did have a mark like on her arm. She came in and like showed us the next day and she had taken pictures and stuff, but she said that her boyfriend and the other guy were like far away from her at the time. So that's really the only report I've ever had of someone who I knew that went there and like had some kind of an experience. Um, but yeah, she said, yeah, that's still pretty spooky. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, Ooh, they're a little aggressive. Um, <laughs> but yeah, she said after it happened, they just like jumped in the car and left cause they were scared. And I was like, that's fair. <laughs> um, but yeah, so those are two of my honorable mentions. Okay. Right? I like them. I mean, the, <sighs> roads are just always like especially like at night mm -hmm. like i feel like the amount of things that you can see especially if it's one of those roads where it's just you've been driving for a while and you just see nothing and then all of a sudden you see something yeah. like that's gotta be so, Dude, so terrifying i can't fuck i don't fuck around things with cars like i am such a cautious driver already um mm -hmm. i get so anxious and nervous when i drive like I can't deal with anything trying to spook me while I'm in a car. <laughs> like I will, it's just not, it's not gonna, it's not on the cards for me. So if we were still voting, like both of those would be hell no's for me um, <laughs> because it would just be very dangerous 
if I'm behind mm-hmm. the wheel, it would be a very dangerous situation for all people involved. Even the ghosts. <laughs> the ghosts would also probably be like, Jesus Christ, because I'd be like swerving <laughs> out of control. They'd be like, damn, bitch. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay, but mm. I guess that's it for our, our haunted places episode, homies. Um, I hope that you guys enjoyed listening to our spooky tales about all of the haunted places that are in our state. Um, yeah, I've got a great list of places that I'm never going to visit now. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. Uh, like my avoid this place, I know, this place. right? I'm <laughs> like, okay, cool. I know where to stare clear of. Um, so, yeah, let us know. Like, if you guys, like we said, if you guys have been to any of these places or know anyone who's been to any of these places, please let us know if you guys have had any, like, ghost interactions or anything spooky happen. Um and we'll let you guys know obviously not right now because you know COVID is still a thing but in the future if we ever do visit any of these places like we'll be sure to update you guys and let you know what we experienced if we experience anything um or if we come back to tell the tale yeah that's true we'll let you guys know if we die <laughs> if we don't make it out we'll also let you guys know yeah, um, we'll come back from the afterlife and we'll to, re- to record an episode <laughs> to record another episode <laughs> it's like the youtube clickbait when it's like the time where i died not clickbait <laughs> that's like the title of that not clickbait. <laughs> um but yeah um as always guys please um, rate and review us wherever you find your podcasts. It is always very helpful and we appreciate it very, very much. Um, subscribe to us so you can be notified first thing when our new episodes come out, which is every single Monday. Um, please follow us on our social medias. We are at Homies of Horror are on everything we're on twitter facebook and instagram you can also email us we are homies of horror at gmail.com but other than that homies we are um bidding farewell to our october episodes and next (laughs) week we will be jumping back into our movie reviews um, so yeah, we're excited to sad October is ending, but exciting to get back into some movies. So yeah, we will. Very true. Yeah, I'm excited, and I hope you guys are excited to hear about some horror movies again. Um, if so, we will be seeing you guys next Monday, and we hope you guys have a good rest of your day. Very true. And right before we leave, mm-hmm. the last little bit of wine I've got in this cup. One quick final toast to all of the homies out there listening. Um, Toast to you guys and all the support that you've been giving. And hope you have a spectacular Halloween. Yeah. Whatever that means for you. Happy Halloween, homies. Happy Halloween. We'll catch you next time. Bye.